oftentimes God dreams were chosen for and endeavors we choose to undertake begin with a fire set beneath us, so to speak. But over time, that righteous fire uh, can become what I like to label a lame flame. How do we get our motivation back? Let's talk about it. In today's cruel culture and wounded world, you deserve some good news. Preacher Things started in 2016, devotional encouragement that challenged how most believers believe. Later, I was approached about turning the social media post into something more akin to audiovisual format that explained and extended the thoughts for clarity. Clarity came in 2021. After a season of frustration, transition, personal growth, and soulful maturing, the Preacher Think podcast puzzle began falling into place while worshiping through bitterness, praising through change, being comforted, cared for, and counseled back into leadership, and enjoying a season of celebration. God blessed me with a team, the resources, the support, and the permission to present to you Preacher Think. Thoughts downloaded from God and His Word, uploaded to all through the lens of grace and kingdom. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Preacher Think, where I take thoughts downloaded from God and his word and upload them to you via the lens of grace and kingdom. I am the creator and the host of Preacher Think, Chad Joyner, and I am excited to share with you what some good news. And today we're going to share some good news surrounding this thought. Oftentimes, God dreams were chosen for and endeavors that we choose to undertake begin with a fire set beneath us, so to speak. But over time, that righteous fire can become what I've labeled as a lame flame. How do we get our motivation back? Well, this I, I want to say this right off the bat. This encouragement is for every single believer because we have all been made competent ministers of the new covenant. But I do want to direct this more so toward those um, with intentional focus on ministry from the offices of apostle, uh, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, uh, minister, bishop, priest, even uh, all of those uh, offices and the like. Why? Because these people have made it their life's mission to share the gospel via an unction to their specific call to do so. Now, if you're wondering why I'm aiming today's encouragement via the podcast at those that are intentional uh, in ministry, it's because we are in the eighth month of the year, October, and the month of October is known as Pastor or Clergy Appreciation Month. And though we can and should honor these individuals more than just in the month of October, I want to take the time to do it right now. So I say from the bottom of my heart and one that walks in step with you, uh, men and women of God, ministers, pastors, all of you out there as a minister myself. Thank you, ma'am. And thank you, sir, uh, for your labor of love directed toward those you have the opportunity to enjoy and share the gospel with for being gifts to God uh, of being gifts of God rather to express and exhibit good news in various creative ways uh, so that people can encounter and experience the love and the acceptance of Christ. Uh, thank you for being resources of time and talent and treasure lent towards the hearts of the people. 
all people, God's people, I honor you, men and women of God, for your sacrificial lives leaning hard into the work of the ministry. And indeed, I honor all of you individuals in the work of the ministry uh, in which, listen to this, uh, listeners, I, I want you to know this, roughly 65% of these individuals are bivocational, meaning they work another job, meaning they are full-time employed and they are full-time in ministry. They carry heavily, heavily the burdens of so many others. They spend long hours studying the gospel to share it clearly and concisely and in ways that inspire you and I. Uh, they marry those individuals that are desiring union. They bury individuals uh, post-transition. They are always and often in prayer for multitudes of people. They do baby dedications, home dedications. They serve the Eucharist, which is the Lord's Supper. Uh, they make visits to the sick and the shut-in and the afflicted. And they do this under, at times, seemingly immeasurable pressure while serving still at a high level with excellence and while often going unrecognized and so much more. And here's the reasons, listen to this, here's the reasons it's so important, I believe, to recognize, to honor, and to celebrate those who have, have and do intentionally follow the unction to operate in manners that point the church forward, uh, give prophetic vision, gather the scattered and equipped uh, and ground the gathered, because currently, listen to these statistics, 40% of Pastors, preachers, teachers, ministers, these individuals are thinking of quitting the ministry altogether. It's very arduous, very hard, very taxing mentally, spiritually, soulfully, physically. 40% are thinking of quitting the ministry altogether. Listen to this, 35% are battling depression and the fear of inadequacy. 26% are living with chronic fatigue. And as I mentioned already, many ministers of the gospel are operating under such immense pressure. And a lot of it is due to, listen to this, the tragic thought process of so many that a minister can't have any known flaws or failures, which has produced in so many ministers the misappropriation of themselves to others, putting on facades before other people, masking their own pain while uh, attempting to stem the tide of thought toward tumult that could arise. Why? Because many wonder, man, they wonder, what if transparency was actually tolerated and celebrated among those that they gather with in order that their trauma might be exposed and healed? And I know that many ministers wonder, what if there was actually a shoulder for them to cry on or a breast of comfort for them to lean into like the apostle John that reclined into the bosom of Jesus. So I would dare say uh, of said ministers and messengers of the gospel that the question arises, and this is a very, very important question. Listen to this. What do you do when believing is so hard and so tough and pretending isn't working? Well, Paul gives us some direction in his pastoral epistle or letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. And I've got that for you. I want to read that. 
Second Timothy chapter one, verses six and seven, it says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. This is Paul talking to Timothy. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So Paul greets Timothy and begins to talk about Timothy's faith and his lineage, his heritage. Paul um, leads with this because he's about to get into the, you know, the serious matter of the young pastor operating with a guarded trust, not just trusting any and everybody, but a guarded trust to have a, a safe atmosphere and connection of people that he can connect with. Paul desires, listen to this, to encourage Timothy in his faithfulness and his commitment and his call. Uh, Paul desires for Timothy to be emboldened with, uh, with and in the gifts God has infused him with and to namely, listen, have the whole of his being give way to Holy Spirit governing and guiding him. Um, Paul begins with his this letter, in this, especially here in the second chapter. Paul begins um, with this, or this first chapter in 2 Timothy. Paul begins with his customary pleasantries, uh, announcing his apostleship, uh, his union and his authority in Christ to release kingdom and to share good news, and the realities attributed to Christ he desires to see rest upon Timothy, whom was being addressed, and the realities pronounced were namely grace, mercy, and peace. So the realities that were pronounced, he was, I mean, Paul, Paul is announcing or pronouncing over Timothy. I, 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 I want and desire to see basically the person of Jesus resting heavily upon you in everything that you do, namely, again, grace, mercy, and peace. Paul speaks as um, one knowing that he's been totally cleansed and, and from the reality of being clean and close, he dives into intimate, bold conversation with God on behalf of others. And in the case of Timothy, he's thanking God for him, uh, having a desire to see him, uh, having a desire to comfort him, to, to be a burden bearer to Timothy because uh, he had left him the last time they were together. He had left him tearfully when they departed the last time. And Paul desired to experience the joy of reuniting with Timothy, if it were to be so. Paul remarked about the genuine faith that he'd seen Timothy express and exhibit and called to the carpet the cause of such faith, which, of course, is the source himself, God, but it came through the resource of people. You guys have heard me say before, God is our is the source, but but we are the resource. People are the greatest resource that God ever put in the earth. So again, uh, you know, Paul uh, is saying, you know, he, he's remarking about the genuine faith that he's seen Timothy express and exhibit, and he calls to the carpet this cause uh, of such faith, which again, of course, is the uh, source himself, God. But it came through the resource of pe people, namely, listen to this, Timothy's grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. Now, interestingly enough, Lois means Christian woman in the Greek, and Eunice in the Greek means victorious Jewish woman. So Timothy's faith is substantiated by God through victorious Christian women. Now, this is just a side note. 
Timothy's faith is substantiated by victorious Christian women. Yet we still hear reverberations among culture today, namely some sex of church culture. Uh, we hear about the insignificance of women and what they should and should not do in regard to activity within the church, which is utterly ridiculous because of all of the all this rhetoric is devoid of understanding context and the need to cross the chasms of time and space and geography and culture and the like. But again, that's a podcast for another day. So I digress. Um, But again, Paul says in his letter to Timothy, he says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, uh, and timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. Paul says, given the truth of your exemplary lineage and heritage, hence to God that also dwells in you, that lineage and heritage that came down through your mother and your grandmother, through Lois and Eunice, uh, this, this is a, a lineage and heritage that, that, that you are a part of. It dwells in you. He says, stir up the gift God gave you. Kindle it afresh. Stoke it like a campfire. Keep it ablaze. Excite and awaken the gift within yourself, which I would dare say, Holy Spirit is never unexcited or asleep. Uh, it's, It's really just us falling into the lulls and the dullness and the sometimes monotony of life not realizing that we aren't engaging in all of the excitement, all of the inspiration, the the motivation, the exuberance, the goodness and the harmony Holy Spirit desires to lead us into. It's not that Holy Spirit's falling asleep. It's that, you know, we're the ones that are dozing off. But indeed, this is the gift that Paul is talking about, continuing to keep in step with, to stay implemented, intertwined, interlaced, and fully integrated within a thorough mix of his leadership, Holy Spirit's leadership, and our responsibility to be postured to run headlong into expectant and awe-inspiring life and longevity. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the gift that Paul was encouraging Timothy to keep stirred up on the inside of him not to get lulled into into monotony, not to become dull, not to fall asleep, not to go the way of the world that just says, I'm just going to be all lackadaisical in the midst of ministry, in the midst of life, in the midst of, uh, uh, of enjoying Jesus and sharing Jesus. No, Paul was saying, keep that thing stirred up with great exuberance. And that's why, listen to this, verse seven goes on to speak Uh, of the matter and the nature of this spirit known as Holy Spirit, Timothy and us are to keep stirred within us to do what? To combat stagnation in our lives. Holy Spirit, this he gives us the nature and character of Holy Spirit for us to keep in step with in order to combat this stagnation in our lives. And he says, Holy Spirit is not a spirit of fear, timidity, shyness, or anything of the like that shrinks back at the uh, uh, theater 
acumen or rhetoric of mere mortals. Mortals. No, no, no. Holy Spirit, the spirit given to Timothy and that lives within us is one of power and love and sound mindedness, sound discipline, sound judgment, self-discipline. And I can say self-discipline. Why? Because since we've been made the new self in Christ Jesus, it's okay for us to operate in self-discipline, not self-righteousness, self-discipline since we've been made the new self in Christ Jesus. Hello, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He is the spirit of boldness mixed with sensibility, the spirit of revelation, light, and instruction. That's the spirit Timothy had been given by God by the laying on of hands, by the natural symbol of the transfer of power and authority from Paul to Timothy that became, and, and when he, and Paul lays his hands on Timothy, and when he does this in the natural realm and the super is added, added to the natural, then this becomes a supernatural laying on of hands. Because why? When we're laying on of hands, this is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and lives on the inside of every believer. So by this transference of power, by this laying on of the, the natural of hands coupled with the super uh, of uh, natural of the spirit, then we get this supernatural um, endeavor in which Timothy is enthralled to uh, stir up that gift and, and, and move forward with Holy Spirit operating at the core of his being. So I say all of that again here in the month of October, here in Clergy Appreciation Month, as I, I take the stance to appreciate uh, pastors and apostles and ministers. Let, let I, I, I take this stance, and I just wanted to bring this really quickly because I want to encourage you. So let me encourage you, apostle, prophet, prophetess, evangelist, pastor, teacher, minister, bishop, priest, messenger of the gospel, messenger of God, distributor of grace, herald of good news, dispenser of the gospel, competent minister of the new covenant, whatever title you have or don't have, let me encourage you. The question again is, what do you do? When believing becomes hard and difficult and arduous and pretending is not working. I am so glad that you asked. Here's what you do. Stop pretending and start proclaiming the truths of Christ. Stop retreating and start believing. Believing and proclaiming what? I'm glad you asked. Start believing the truth that you are powerful in Christ that you are loved beyond measure, that you are accepted in the beloved, that your life is built on the sound doctrine of grace and grace is not a, a, a TikTok, grace ain't a tweet, grace is not a principle, grace is the person named Jesus, that you're not, start operating in the truth that you are not scared. Hebrews says we are not of those who shrink back, 
But we are those of the ones that we step forward and boldness again in our enjoyment of the gospel and our sharing of the gospel. Start hinging your lives on the on the truth that you are not afraid, that you are not anxious for anything, but that you pray and you talk to dad, you talk to our father, you talk to God about everything. Start hinging your mind and your heart on the truth that you are not stressed, but that you are blessed that you are poised to passionately push for your preferred future. Not pushing forward to get something from God, but pushing forward because you have something to give that came from him that you've already received, that's already on the inside of you, that's already living and abiding on the inside of you. Start believing and hinging your hearts and your minds and proclaiming, declaring and demonstrating, expressing and exhibiting the truth that you have something to offer up, that you have something to extend to others uh, from the motivation of Holy Spirit within, that you have things to offer people in regards to intimacy, jubilation, tranquility, forbearance, virtue, humaneness, tenderheartedness, constancy and empowerment toward others to lean into mastery within themselves as the new creation that we've become to usher in what? Stability, calmness, unity, and harmony among all people. So again, oftentimes God dreams we're chosen for and endeavors we choose to undertake. They begin with a fire set beneath us, so to speak, but over time, that righteous fire can become what I've labeled as a lame flame burning low and so many times burning out. But God himself said, Jesus said, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out? Are you worn out on religion? Come with me. Walk with me. Work with me. Let me show you how I do it. I won't lay anything ill-fitting on you. If you walk with me and work with me and see how I do it, I will show you how to live into the unforced rhythms of grace. So how do we get our motivation back? Let's allow our future to be fueled and framed by Holy Ghost fire, a fire that will not consume you, but a fire that burns from the inside out for you to express and exhibit the enjoyment that you have in Jesus as you share his good news, the gospel, as a messenger of God. Well, we've run out of time, but I really, really hope this encourages you. And I want to say again, man, I honor and appreciate you men and women of God who have taken up the mantle, the work of the ministry to do it intentionally, to focus on it day in and day out again, to share Jesus with seemingly every single person that you come across, to pray for people, to visit people, to love on people to just continue to farm and to fish as a fellow minister of mine said, farming and tilling the ground uh, that we might walk and work together and plant and grow and, 
and cultivate relationship together and fishing, being fishers of men, gathering the scattered. And then once the gathering is equipped, scattering the gathered, that they might go and tell somebody about a man named Jesus. Thank you for all of your service to the ministry, men and women of God, pastors. We really appreciate you. Clergy, we appreciate you. And again, we've run out of time, but I hope that you have enjoyed the show today. I hope this encourages you. Hope that you will connect with us. And we hope that you will continue to live out your life at the pace of grace. You guys be blessed. Want to share the good news? You can support Preacher Thing by sharing it with everyone using the share button. You can stay connected to Preacher Thing via Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and various podcast streaming platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what the gospel has done for you, message us or leave them in the comment section. You can also email us at preacherthink at gmo.com. Thanks for tuning in.